0: Welcome to the beauty biz show. Our guest today is Becky Keene. She is the leading oncology educator in the U S and the current and founding president of the international society of oncology estheticians and allied professionals. Becky is the owner of oncology spa solutions and teaches oncology aesthetics USA certification class to spa and medical professionals. Becky has also created patient programs with two local hospitals in her area and provides advice and education articles for newspapers and industry-leading magazines. Becky is often invited to speak at oncology aesthetic conventions all across the U.S. and Canada. I'm really excited for this interview today because Becky is one of my favorite industry educators. She's going to talk about her awakening that led her to design a very, very purpose-driven career in the beauty biz world, a career that not only helps cancer patients look and feel beautiful, but a career that allows us as estheticians, hairdressers, anyone who's in the beauty biz world to step forward and offer these amazing services to clients that are dealing with cancer treatments. She is offering us the tools and the education to design the same type of purpose-driven business that she has stepped forward and claimed with love. So stay tuned. I know you're really going to love hearing Becky talk about how she serves our industry and her clients in such a beautiful way. Hello, and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. everybody and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Cree, and I'm really excited to share our guest story today. Please help me welcome Becky Keene. Hi, Becky. Hi, Lori. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I know you are a super, super busy gal. (laughs) and I appreciate you taking the time to share your story.
1: You're welcome. Thank you again.
0: So I gave you a brief introduction, but I want people to really know who you are and what you do because you gave me an amazing gift in the beauty biz world. I think since I took your oncology training, I've been taken more seriously as a practitioner in the beauty industry. So I guess maybe where we could start is, how long have you been an esthetician?
1: Oh, there's a great question. I've been an esthetician since 1982, So a long, long time, and I've seen a lot of changes in our industry. Now, are you a licensed esthetician, or did you get your cosmetology license? So it started off uh, back in, in the day. It was 2,000 hours, and you learned hair, skin, and nails. And you basically got to choose which direction you wanted to go. So that's how it started. But I actually went back in 2006 and took a specific course in European aesthetics, took the whole 750 hours, So I could learn and have a good refresher because that was definitely the direction I wanted to go.
0: Now, did you stick in the skincare industry right from the very beginning or have you kind of bounced around with different careers?
1: Different careers. And, you know, I actually think that it was a good thing because it made me. First of all, experience other things. I got to learn what I did and didn't want to do. I also picked up great life skills and business skills in everything that I did. So one of the things out of beauty school that I did, I did work in a salon for about four or five years, and I did skin and makeup. And then that kind of led me to Nordstrom. I got hired by Nordstrom, and I worked there for eight years. What were you doing at Nordstrom's? Cosmetic department for about four years, and then management and buyer And so, you know, the life skills that I learned there was, first of all, how to work with people, learned wonderful customer service skills, and then with the management and buying portion of it, I got to learn business skills like inventory and budgets and profits and all of that good stuff. Ooh, the stuff we're never taught in school. Exactly. So it was a great learning ground for the basic business portion of it.
0: Was there one thing that you took away from the customer service aspect of it that you still use all the time?
1: Yes. And it's just a basic and you've probably heard it a million times before, but you do put the customer first. And when you do that, you will always win.
0: Yeah. I, my prior careers to stepping into the beauty industry, I used to have to go to work for my father at like 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And he always used to say the customer's right. You can drag me in the back room and tell me off, but you look at the customer and smile. Exactly. And at the time I thought he was crazy. And now being a business owner, I get it.
1: Yes, because a positive experience for that customer will always bring back additional business to you as a business person.
0: They say if somebody is unhappy, they'll tell seven people. If somebody's happy, they'll tell two. But I guess those two are probably your BCE, I call them, your best client ever, right?
1: It's going to say that, yes. They're way better than the other way around. So that is exactly the way you want to approach it.
0: You and I had this conversation at dinner not so long ago, or maybe it was even over the phone, about your why. So was there something that happened when you were at Nordstrom's, a why that made you step back into going to school for 700 hours and to shift back into the beauty world?
1: Well, the reason that I left Nordstrom was that I really wanted more. I wanted more out of life. So I had a great career. I was, you know, at the top of my game there, but it wasn't enough. And, you know, that really made me stop and question, what is it then that I do want? What is my more? And when I started to think about it, it was, I want to go back to the basic of who I am, the core of Becky, and that is caring for people. So I knew that I was doing it on some level there, but I was so busy with all of the extra things that I wasn't able to care for my family or myself. So I actually took a minute. I actually left Nordstrom and really thought about what is it that makes me happy? I think you and I were talking about this. It was the what am I made to do? And once you find that, then you know that you're on the right direction. Everything gets better. You have to have something
0: inside you. It's ignited somehow, right? Because it's scary to walk away from Nordstrom's where you probably had health insurance and a great paycheck that was consistent every week.
1: Yes. Yes. But you realize that there's a drive inside of you that is bigger than that. And, and you have to have trust and faith in yourself. And you have to know that, you know what? I need to go in this direction knowing that it's going to all work out.
0: Yeah. Believing and having faith. And you know, do you mind me asking what age you were at when that happened? Because I'm finding this common thread in my interviews with women making big changes and shifts in their lives.
1: Oh, no, I absolutely agree. So right about the mid to late 30s, closing in on that 40 mark.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing. It was 32. And I think it's either usually it's like a crisis or a tragedy that happens. Was it just one day you woke up and you said, Okay, I want more than this? Or was there something that really triggered it?
1: You know, for me, it was, I took a look at my kids one day, and I had this epiphany that if I blinked and kept on the path that I was, that I would miss their entire childhood. Because, you know, when you work retail, you are gone all the time, every weekend, every holiday, you know, all the time, late nights, early mornings. And I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to be there for my family. I wanted to be present in my life, basically. So that was the moment. I had a little conversation with the husband who, you know, I've been married for 37 years and he is my biggest supporter and fan. And he basically said, do what you got to do. I support you. So go for it.
0: I'm glad you say that because one of the most important things in making a change in your life is finding the right people to surround yourself with that will encourage you and support you. And he sounds like he's been that throughout pretty much your entire marriage.
1: He has always the whole time. We we talk about it a lot saying we go full circle. So sometimes it's me supporting him and sometimes it's him supporting me. But we've always been there for each other. And I know beyond a doubt that I would not be where I am today if I did not have him in the background supporting me all the way through.
0: And you've had some real crazy stuff pop up in your life, challenges that you've had to overcome. And I'm so excited to have you here sharing your story. So you went back to school and you became an esthetician and you dove into the skincare world, but now you're doing something that I know is so purpose-driven and that's the oncology aesthetics part of it.
1: Correct. So kind of how that started was I was in my little treatment room, loving what I was doing, taking good care of my clients and building a very successful, very nice business.
0: Can I ask you what kind of treatment room you were in? Were you renting? Were you... I was
1: renting a little room in my sister-in-law's hair salon. Okay. So, so now we have a visual. Yep, now you got a visual. <laughs> Stairs and you know, I I tried to make it a it was so tiny literally. It was probably a closet. <laughs> but it was so small and wonderful that my clients would say things like it was a little piece of heaven. So I know that we had decorated it right for what we were working with.
0: You know what people are going to want to know, because I'm redecorating my spa right now. What made it a piece of heaven? We all want that effect on our clients.
1: Well, there's I I could actually tell you colors and all of that, but you know what, Lori, it's more than that. It's you. You are the actual piece that makes wherever you are. We could have been in a closet. It could have been broken down and ugly, but because of me and you, the people that we are, that is what makes it the piece of heaven.
0: My first treatment room was the tiniest thing you've ever seen. And that's actually, we're going to get into this in a second, but where I started treating my first oncology clients and they thought it was heaven in there. And I would go, Oh my goodness, what am I doing to make them feel this way? Because I'm almost embarrassed of my room.
1: See, But it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with you.
0: So you're in your treatment room and just being Becky, the esthetician, loving life, your clients are loving you. What happened to make you step forward and do the oncology aesthetics?
1: So I'm pretty sure that I shared this with you. And you know my story that I had cancer when I was 18. And it was a very rare form of uterine cancer. And basically that kind of started me off on thinking about this from that point on. How can I take that experience that I went through And my love and skill set for aesthetics and put that together and really be able to help somebody as they're going through cancer treatment. Was it just a light bulb one day or
0: because I've been treating cancer patients in my treatment room, not treating, but pampering them. And I never knew about you until a year ago. Mm
1: -hmm. It was an awakening. Let's just put it that way, because it's something that was sitting in me for (laughs) since I was 18. And it started probably with me going and volunteering at a local hospital. So I did that for about four years. It was once a month with the American Cancer Society Look Good, Feel Better program. And I fell in love with that client. I fell in love with their strength and their courage and how much they encouraged each other in this little small space while we were there for only three hours. And after doing it for a period of time, I... Really started to notice that, okay, this is a great program and the patients love it, the clients love it, but they always wanted more. They always said, Can we come back? And unfortunately, the answer is no, it's a one time program. Well, you know, where do we go? What do we do? And it just started building in my head that we needed to create something where there was a bigger space and more time for this client to really take care of their needs. And, you know, interestingly enough, So 37 years ago, when I had cancer, of course, there was nothing to help you with your skin. Let's fast forward 37 years. (laughs) I still meet hospitals and centers that take care of every other aspect, but they always forget the skin. Yeah. So there's just a huge need for it. And, you know, I guess it's that whole Aristotle quote that says, where your talents and the needs of the world cross, there lies your vocation. Yeah, it's the truth. It just came together. It was just like... this is it. This is where I need to be. This is my what.
0: So you go from having this, I think people look at somebody like you and think it's instant success and, Oh, Becky just found her way here and everything's wonderful. But I know it took four years of you volunteering to even get your foot in the door for a hospital to listen to you to create this type of program. Right?
1: Exactly. There are no overnight successes.
0: No, we there just, aren't. We
1: just think that because we don't see the background and all the work that went into it. So let's take that four years of working and volunteering and helping on that level. And then I trained for about two years with the Oncology Aesthetics Program. And now I've had two years of it basically being my own here in the U.S. and building and growing and just seeing the hunger of estheticians for this type of program. Like I said, it's when I started
0: being taken seriously, when I said, oh, I have, I'm oncology certified, people would look at me differently. And I'd been working on, like I said, or seeing cancer patients in my treatment room for a very, very long time, but I didn't realize how important your training was until I sat there for three days going, oh my goodness, there's a right way to do this.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And you know, one of the other goals, it's kind of in tandem with what I do, but really raising and elevating the position or what we do as estheticians because you know it wasn't that long ago and I've said this often that you know people really thought we were just kind of fluffy face washers <laughs> and in the, about oh, i'd say about 4 years of really focusing on this and really making this a modality that is serious and having hospitals and doctors take it serious they no longer think that way of us in fact they've said things like wow, I didn't know estheticians knew so much about skin, which always cracks me up because I say, well, what did you think we knew about? I don't
0: think they paid much attention to us. I work every year at the A4M in Vegas where the doctors go to get their fellowship in anti-aging and wellness. And I've definitely seen a shift the last few years where they go, "Ooh, how do I hire an esthetician?
1: I love that. That is exactly what i want that makes me very happy i we're so on the same page i
0: always speak about the evolution of the esthetician and it does go from we were just kind of seen as pampering people pleasers until now i think we're on speed dial
1: (laughs) i think so too because i have several doctors that are my clients and they come every month regularly (laughs)
0: It's scary at first, right? I have an emergency room doctor. She's this young, beautiful doctor, and she started asking me questions about ingredients. And I'm like, oh, crap, is she testing me? But no, she really
1: wanted to know the information. She really wanted to learn. Yeah. And then, you know what? Now she has a whole different level of respect for you and what you do.
0: Yes. And you know what? She actually was just diagnosed with breast cancer and I hadn't seen her in a few months. I called her to find out why she hadn't been in. And she was so excited to find out that I was oncology certified. So I feel like it's such a great gift to give people. So I want you to tell people about your hard work. You went from being in a treatment room, having an awakening, volunteering for 4 years but tell me what you do every day now like all the stuff you're involved in cuz i want people to know you can have a work life you can have children you can have happiness you can power through these roadblocks and really have a business that you love and i think you're the perfect example of that
1: well and i think that's so important you know it's first of all you have to figure out really what what you're to do so make a plan make a plan and then have faith in yourself and be confident I think that's really key. That's another thing. You know, I was just in a room of 125 estheticians, and I asked them, would you please raise your hand if you consider yourself an expert in skin care? And out of 125 people, only six people raised their hands. Were you at Face and Body? I was. Yeah. And I said... Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then you should have seen their face. They were like, what? What? Did we like what? And I said, You guys, you are the experts in skincare. You are a skincare specialist. Wear that. Put that on every
0: day. That's so interesting, Becky. Why do you think more people didn't raise their hand? Are they ashamed of their skill set or not confident in it?
1: Well, I think it's kind of twofold. One, I think people are uh Not comfortable saying they're an expert because I think when you say I'm an expert that you think you have to know everything. And I tell them that that doesn't mean that you know everything, but it means that you know more than the average person about a particular topic. So I think it's a confidence level more than anything else. Can I speak
0: to this? Just for one second, I think that I get asked questions and I'm confident in my treatment room. And part of the reason is it's not all of what we know, but it's also the resources that you have. I call you all the time and ask you questions about, and you're very generous with your knowledge. If I have a cancer patient coming in or.
1: See, we're all that way. We just need to learn to reach out more. Yeah. That is definitely one of the things that I think is a key to success. You surround yourself by people who are like-minded, who also have confidence. And then if they know something that you need, Call up, call them. Reach out to them. We're all willing to help.
0: And you know what I find, too, is that I think business skills and sales used to be very masculine. And mm-hmm. I, what I would love our listeners to take away from this is there's becoming a beautiful feminine type way of doing business. And it's women that are out there supporting each other. And it's almost people think you're weird at first. People used to say to me, why are you doing this, Lori? Why are you sharing your trade secrets? I just feel like it's, there's a shift. It's becoming more feminine business skills and the support we give each other is very, very important. So you don't need to know everything. Just surround yourself with other people that are willing to give.
1: I agree. Plus, you know, a basic skill for most women is that we are caregivers. So we care for others, and so being able to share is a, an important part of that. So helping, I see that in every single class. Every class, you know, they start off kind of sitting in their little space, not talking to each other, a group of estheticians. By the end of the first break, they're, you know, half of half of the day and lunchtime, they're all talking to each other, and by the end, they're hugging, exchanging phone numbers. They're so excited to have met other people doing the same thing. It was funny in your class. Mm-hmm.
0: I had somebody come up to me at the end of the, when I was in your oncology training, the end of the day, probably day three. And she said, wow, I never knew you were a human, but I really enjoyed watching you cry the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there is an amazing connection that happens in your class, but I want to go back to, we always do this. We get talking about business and stuff and sidetracked a little bit, but I want to go back. Like, what do you do? You're a licensed esthetician. You have two hospital situations going on that I want you to explain to everybody because you do so much.
1: Okay. So yes, I'm a licensed esthetician and a cosmetologist and owner of a business, several businesses. And I have two local hospitals with hospital programs that we started one about six years ago and one, four years ago. And to be able to watch and see those grow has just been amazing. It's like watching your children grow up. And obviously, now with training, as much as I do, you know, when I started training, there were three oncology aesthetics trainings in the US a year. And we now have 18 to 22
0: a year. Just so people are clear, you are traveling to these places and offering this. You're making it easy for the esthetician to get your training, your oncology certification.
1: That is correct. I got my gold miles last year with Alaska Airlines because I fly all over the place. I hope you're first classing it. Oh, well, you know what? They almost always upgrade me. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, but I might get a little spoiled. Anyway, I love it. I love the travel, and, you know, that's a question that people always say, how do you do that? Why are you doing that? Well, because I love it, because it's what I do. It's because it's what makes me happy, and, and I will continue doing it until I guess that changes. But so traveling a lot. Now, the two hospitals here, obviously I can't cover them while I'm out traveling and training, so I do have estheticians now covering. I've got two at each location. And we are expanding both of those programs, which I'm really excited about. We just opened up. It's actually going to launch in May in both of those locations, a wig. They call it a closet. I'm going to change the name of that. But we're going to offer free wigs to the community as well. So I've got cosmetologists in now. So I'm kind of reaching out to Cosmetology World because they need to know this information as well. Because when somebody's going through cancer, they're going to come to them for their hair shaving, or their haircut, or asking them questions. So
0: you're so right. I have cancer patients that ask me where to get a wig, like their doctors don't know this, their support system doesn't know this. So getting the word out there, uh, many different ways as possible is so important to offer support to these people.
1: And I also like the one stop shop thing for this particular client, because when you don't have hair, and you're, you have some skin issues, and you're obviously having some self-image issues, you're not going to want to go out shopping. So if you can have one location where you can get everything taken care of, your skin care needs, you can get a wig, you can get a hat, you can get a scarf, so that you can feel better and grab some quality of life back and feel normal, that's my goal. So we're going to actually test it out at these two locations and then see what happens and help those types of situations like spas roll out all across the US.
0: How do you get over the emotional part of it? Because when I get really close to my clients that are going through this, they become your family and you feel, I mean, I'm a highly sensitive person. I feel what they're feeling. Sometimes the emotional part of it is really hard for me to separate myself from.
1: Absolutely. And nor would you want to separate yourself from it because that is part of who we are, you know, mind, body, spirit, we're all connected. So it, and that's a really good question, Laurie. because I was just talking to a nurse yesterday who attended my class here in Washington this last weekend. And she said she talked about compassion. Um, there was a word for it, but it's basically where you just get worn out. And so it's really important to give back. Each one of us are going to have a different way of dealing with that. And each one of us will connect in a different way with those people. Some people can and do cry with them and then have a way of, you know, dealing with that later for myself It's part of the process, and I love my clients, so if they cry, I'm going to cry. When they're happy and they're done with their chemo, I'm rejoicing with them. But you do have to find a way to deal with that, whether it's prayer, meditation, you know, go for a run. Some people exercise. Some people plant plants for people. So you definitely have to come up with a way to deal with that. But it is part of it. You will become more connected, and it's definitely more emotional than your average client.
0: Have you had girls or guys go through your training and just make a complete career shift and make this just their business where they're out kind of doing the same thing you are, caregiving in that type of way?
1: Yeah, I would say that, you know, probably in the beginning, I ask this question prior to getting to a certain module in the class and I say, How many of you took this class with the idea in mind that you would take these new skill set and bloom where you grow? Basically, just use it in your existing business plan. Versus how many of you want to make this an, a niche and you are going to now focus on this alone. And in the beginning, it was probably more people wanted to bloom where they grow. So they just wanted this as an extra skill set. But I've had classes as of probably the last six where I would say all but one person wanted to reach out and make this their niche. So I don't know if I'm getting a different student that's coming to the class or that in our industry, they're really understanding the importance of having a niche. It's important.
0: Yeah, it is. You can still work on everybody, but knowing who you really want in your treatment room will help you speed up the success process for sure.
1: Plus we can't be a jack of all trades and know everything. It's always better if you can find one thing within our industry because we have so many choices. What do you want to focus on? What do you want to be the best at? Or how can you make a difference? And I think that's the cue right there. The people are telling me that they really want to make a difference in their communities.
0: I just think it's perfect for the pampering people pleaser inside of each one of us to be able to take care of people that way.
1: I do too, but I'm a little biased. Glad to hear that you think so too.
0: (laughs) You know, I did a video at my spa Just a promotional video for the web page. And I just said, one of the things that I'm the most proud of is the fact that my entire staff is oncology certified. And after I put the video up and literally within an hour, I booked an oncology facial.
1: Yeah, I love that. People need to know that. They need to know where is a safe place that they can go.
0: And you know what? She said, I didn't even know this type of service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She didn't know that it existed. So she drove two hours, I think, to come get this facial from
1: us. Wow, Lori, that is awesome. That is awesome. And the more that you do those types of marketing things and just letting your community know, the more they will come to you. And
0: what about? So I know people are going to be curious. I actually get emails a lot asking about you and what you do. So I'm super excited to share this in a more public way. Tell me briefly what. The training includes. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how people can sign up for it and the financial part of it too, because I think that needs to be addressed for people. So just what does the training include? It's three days long, but give me some more details surrounding what's involved.
1: We start with the foundation of what is cancer because a lot of people don't even know what the term oncology means. So what is cancer? To me, it's really fascinating to understand how the human body works and to learn and understand about a cancer cell and how its number one goal is to survive and so we want the students to have a basic understanding of what is cancer so that when their client comes in they can follow along when they're talking to them so we talk about what is cancer how does it affect the hair skin and nails and then we talk about each of the modalities that are used in our country so in the U.S. we use surgery radiation and chemotherapy and how do those affect the hair skin and nails And then we take that information and put it back into the spa so that we know how do we make adjustments for safety, for modification, what kind of questions do we need to ask, so that when that client comes in we can feel comfortable and confident that we can modify a custom treatment for them for safety. So that's kind of the first whole day. And then we do what do you need in your spa so that you can make this client feel comfortable and feel normal because one of the things that clients will say is, They don't want to be treated different. They want to be treated normal. So you need that spa treatment room to look and feel like a regular spa and treatment room, but just having all the things that you need that you can work with this client. We talk about skin cancer. We talk about being the pre-screener and as an esthetician, what is our role in that? And then we look at marketing We also talk about ingredients because I'm, as you know, really big on the ingredient bandwagon. There's a lot of chemicals that are used in our personal care products. So we talk about what would be safe choices for this client during this time, but then maybe it's a safe choice that you should be making for all of your clients going forward in the future and how to become that ingredient expert yourself. From taking this training myself, I have to say
0: that you're giving or Becky's giving us just a overview but it's very specific like you bring a hospice nurse in to teach the first day Mm -hmm. you give us actual product lines that we can use in our treatment room for these people like you don't leave this training with any questions about how you should be showing up
1: good and that's the way we want it and then just by chance if you happen to leave and you do have a question then I am available afterwards too for questions so we try to be here to help and support everybody who's wanting to go out and make a difference in their community And then day three was the most powerful
0: for me. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: So day three, we go through those modifications and slowing down a bit, really being present in the moment with the treatment with this client because, and I would say that's probably the biggest difference. I think when we're working with our healthy clients, we're, you know, talking to them about their life and what's going on, and we might not actually be so focused on the treatment itself. We talk about with this particular client in the chaos of cancer, how important it is that they have a moment of peace and how you are there with them in that moment. And so we do a little practicing hands-on with each other first, and then we have a panel of local cancer patients come in and share their stories with the students so that, you know, for some of them, it's the first time they've heard anything like this. And, you know, as long as I've been doing it, which is almost six years now, I learned something new every single class myself from these people. So it's really interesting and amazing. And then when they're done talking, we give them a treatment.
0: I was terrified for this part of the training. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to emotionally break down because you're gathering a lot of information and going through a lot of emotions during the oncology training. But Mm -hmm. I remember I had so much fun with Glenn. You remember Glenn, who was our client that day.
1: Yes, I, I actually talk about him quite a bit, learned a lot from him.
0: I we were just laughing and having fun, and he felt like a total stud because he had three women working out of
1: it of at the course. same time. It was very special for him. He uh, really loved that, and you know that's how it is in each class. They get to be queen or king for a day, and they have at least three students working on them. So somebody's doing their facial while somebody's doing their hand massage. And then of course the third person on the feet, how often do we get that? In fact, I think to this day, I've still never had that. I got to sign myself up for that.
0: <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> You're always giving, 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 you know, it's funny. I, I want to talk about two things. First of all, have you ever had anyone make it through your class without, I mean, there's always a crier in there, right? Every class.
1: Always. Yep.
0: Like some emotional self growth or awareness that's brought into our lives.
1: Yes, and I think I learned this from you. I think at your event, someone said, you know, everybody else passed out flyers and I need to pass out Kleenex boxes. So I I make sure I have Kleenex at each table from now on. And they always get used. Yeah, it's emotional. We we care. I don't think people understand
0: the power of touch. My mom's husband just last week had a kidney removed from cancer Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let him go home because he didn't. Go to the bathroom after. I think we all know if we've been through surgery that this happens. And I said to my mom just go in and hit two pressure points on his foot, not hard. But just do this, and they called me an hour later, celebrating because of the movement that happened. It's almost <laughs> like magic. He goes, "Lori, thank you so much." And these are my mom and her husband. Really care about the doctor's opinions, and like they're not into the holistic approach. But I think I've actually
1: oh, I bet you they've, they've seen their, the light in their mind on that one. Totally. Yeah, no medications required, just two pressure point touch. I love it. That's a great story. Yeah, I mean,
0: and you know, I went to this. You know the story, big celebrity. I went to her home and. I would get there and she would be laying in bed, couldn't move, or staff would have to put her on my treatment table. And I'd just do a little bit of pampering and she'd get up like she was renewed, cook dinner, take a shower. So,
1: yes, yeah, so I have, you know, story after story about how it may look like just two hands, but there's a lot of power in those hands. And especially when the intention is correct and then you've got the knowledge and the education behind it to be able to do that safely, you can make a huge difference in people's lives. Probably one of my favorite was one of my clients, when he passed away, the wife came up to introduce me to their daughter who I had never met. And she said, I want you to meet this lady. This is the one I told you about. We don't know what she did with daddy in that room, which always cracks <laughs> me up. but whatever she did, his pain would be gone for three or four days. Aww. So what an amazing that's gift the kind of impact that we can make. Yes, it is a gift and we all have it. So whether we choose to share it or not is up to us. And you're coming to my
0: event to speak even with more details surrounding this, right? In August.
1: Absolutely.
0: Wouldn't miss. Awesome. It. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I want to talk about price because I feel like people get so scared and they limit themselves because of the investment. And I find that if you step into this and it's passion driven, you can make a return on your investment quickly giving back this way.
1: Absolutely. So, the cost of the class right now is $900 for the three days. And, you know, I thought I'd have a lot of pushback on that, but I really don't. Uh, nobody seems to have that as a stepping stone. And when you get back and you start working with his clients, initially you might be given away a facial or two in the beginning so that you can get some practice and, you know, so that the esthetician themselves feels more confident. But what we're seeing is a a couple of things. One, once you start letting your community know that you do this, just like what you were saying, Lori, they come out of the woodwork. They've got people, I didn't know that you could do this. And so they will send people to you. I think most of the estheticians do gift certificates because everybody wants to help somebody who's going through cancer. How do you help? You help them clean their house? Do you send them a casserole or do you give them a gift certificate for a spa treatment? I mean, it's a great idea and people love it. And in your training, you teach specifics
0: on how to market this stuff too. So you leave there with the tools to start to see the money come back into your business right away. And I know people don't like to talk about money and cancer, but the reality of it is, is that if you invest in yourself, you will see a return on it.
1: Absolutely. Plus the care itself, they're looking for it. So they're either going to come to you who's trained for it, or they might go to a spa that's not. It's definitely a need. And and I've also found too that, you know, somebody with cancer is a person. They're a human being and they have pride as well. They don't necessarily want things given to them for free.
0: My clients don't. Yeah. They were like, yeah, I. She, one of them told me to F off. She's like, you're not doing this for free. He <laughs> forced the money on me. And that was a good, valuable lesson for me. I don't, I have it set at a really low price compared to my other facials. But I want to speak to something else that I don't even know if I've shared with you. When you get this certification, the press starts to pay attention to you.
1: Correct. Yeah, especially if you're, if you make it known to the press that you are now trained and educated to do this because it's a, it's a good story, but not just that it's filling a need in a community that isn't there.
0: Well, I work in LA, the land of reporters and TV and reality shows, and these reporters don't want the same thing over and over and over again. This is a unique approach to making somebody feel better. I had a reality show call and they wanted to bring in two of their, I don't know what you call them, reality stars. (laughs) And one of them had cancer, and they wanted to bring his significant other in. And when I said, I can't do it tomorrow, they always call you last minute. They said, okay, well, we're going to go to so-and-so to have it done, and we're going to have him have a massage. And her. and I go, wait a second. You just can't take this guy who is mid-chemo on a whim someplace to have a treatment done. And now this show calls me all the time for advice.
1: Right, because you told them something they didn't know, and you
0: sounded like an expert to them. Yeah, you're just looking out for another human being. but. I so appreciate your time. I absolutely love what you're doing. You are a perfect inspirational type story of the woman who doesn't feel like they have enough time because you're out there making magical things happen as a busy, busy, busy woman.
1: Oh, yes. If only we could have more time in a day. But, you know, I actually said to myself yesterday when I said that uh "Uh-uh," because I'd fill it up and then I'd be even busier. (laughs) That's the truth. Where are you off to next? I'm here for a for about a week, thank goodness. And then I do, let's see, I've got Georgia and then New York and then Illinois. So some really good things happening this year, starting to, because of what we're doing and I'm going to the same places, I'm starting to really network within those places. So I'm starting to work with cancer centers and hospitals and really creating that outside energy as well so that they're working with the training, but then they're also available for the students who live in that area to have some place to go work and market their their new skill set with so it's wonderful
0: you're just building this awesome
1: empire of help and care and i love it
0: yes beautiful so if somebody wants to find out more about becky or the training that you offer let's give them a website they can visit
1: okay so it's oss it stands for oncology spa solutions Dash uscom So OSS-US.com.
0: Perfect. Is there anything else going on you want to share on the call?
1: Well, we've got something really exciting happening this year. It'll be our very first advanced retreat. And we're going to have it here in Washington at a cancer retreat center. And we've got about, I think, eight different speakers that are coming. And these are people that our grads will want to hear. We're going to talk about additional skills to help you when you're working with this modality, as well as kind of the theme is, and you probably understand this one is be still learning how to take care of the caregiver, because we all know that when you do this, and it kind of goes back to the question you had earlier today, if you don't take care of yourself, and you don't have yourself full, you can't give anymore. So that's a really important part. So we're going to have some breath work and yoga and just some fun things as well as learning some new skill set. Awesome. Awesome. July 27th through 30th here in Washington. I'm so bummed I
0: can't be there. It's the week before my thing going on, but I know it's going to be amazing. And when you do it again next year, let's sit and talk about it so I can be sure to support the whole cause.
1: I would love that. I would love to have you. So I'll make sure I give you the dates in advance. (laughs) Okay, awesome,
0: Becky. Thank you so much. I'll let you get back to your busy schedule and we really appreciate you being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lori. Keep up the good work. You too. We'll talk soon. Right, bye.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, Six Simple Strategies to Generate a Dramatic Increase in Your Beauty Biz Income, and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www dot or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in los angeles please visit www.thespa10.com thanks again for tuning in to the beauty biz
1: show